Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, I got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Welcome back in. It's the captain for Sean Jackson out today. Nick Sainert with you. DP now joins me as Rico has stepped out. Sir. Hello, DP. Sir. How's it hanging? It, it, uh, wow, I can't even answer that. Um, <laughs> I can't even answer that. Any answer is inappropriate, and uh, quite frankly, uh, I don't want to know. I should be more mature than that. <laughs> I should be, but I am, in fact, a grown man baby. So That's right. Um, as the saying goes, I'm so childish that I'd still laugh at fart jokes. Love it. So Love it. That's how we get down. As always, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Hammond text line, both those open for you guys the rest of the way here. Um, lots to get to. Good baseball discussion over, over Nebraska and after getting swept by Rutgers over the weekend. Good stuff there. They uh, bounce back, and they have to play Creighton, in-state rival Creighton, on Tuesday evening. Tuesday's an exciting day in Husker athletics, and if you have not heard, a big reason why is because there's a very successful softball team playing right next door what? to Hawks Field. What? Um, Husker softball, 28-9 and overall, 8-0 and in the conference, winners of 13 in a row. 13! How, how can that be true? In a, in a pretty, it, it's a pretty tough softball conference. Like mm-hmm. the the softball conference of the Big Ten or the the Big Ten softball talent, I should say, mm-hmm. is not Big Ten baseball. It's it's strong. Northwestern's a top twenty five team. Michigan's a top twenty five team. Which I will say, Nebraska softball mm-hmm. took two on the road against Michigan, and that's why a big reason they're eight and zero in the conference. Michigan State was that Michigan? Michigan State? So they they started out with two wins on the road against Michigan, and then they just swept Michigan State. Good on arms the on, well. on, on the Spartans. Real yes. good arms on the Spartans. Big long, big long left hander, mm-hmm. uh, and then kind of a quick, uh, short stroke uh, right hander that they, they they brought in. Yeah, it, it was it was it was a good series. Like I caught myself DP watching softball over baseball, mm-hmm. and and I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit that. And it's not just because they're winning, but it's because they do a lot of things really well everything well, really bunt, well bunting, and it's fun bunt to defense, watch bunt bunt defense hit mm-hmm. and run uh relays relays are, are, are yep. vital in, in in a game of softball um pitching is masterful and yeah it yeah. can be dominant um but there are ways to even frustrate great pitchers i've always been and, and even as a baseball college baseball player yeah um i used to get in trouble especially when i was in, when I was in, in utah because i would talk about softball like the women's mm-hmm. The women's softball World Series was much higher, better, 
yeah. television than than the men's college world series. And th- it's the thing that the more you show it, the more access you give to it, the more the fan base grows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to be able, first of all, for anybody that's ever hit fast pitch softball, you understand. No, you haven't. Yeah, yeah, right. You understand how different, how different and difficult that is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would easily say it's much easier for me to hit ninety four than it is for me to hit. I would agree. Uh, Seventy in softball. Completely right? different arm angle. Right. Different arm angle. It's different slot. Different bat control. Yep. Um, required uh, different stride, different stroke. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Although. I would be curious. Do you think slap hitters would work in baseball? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I do not right? think so. Right? You don't think that you could walk, kind of have that walking start in, in, in baseball I, and make I, that I, work? For some reason, and I don't have any science to back this up, for some reason I feel like it might be tougher to get a, to slap hit in baseball with the ball going down with the angle. But a rise there's there is no rise ball in, in, That's in, a good point. in baseball. There's no riser in baseball. Not not a, a true riser like there is in softball. Um, change of pace in softball. Uh, two different angles. Two different le- uh, levels. Uh, more pitches in baseball. Right. Mm-hmm. You can throw more pitches. But also now women are starting to evolve. Yeah. They're throwing harder and they're putting more late spin on the ball. So yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll yeah. I'll take my. I'll take my three pitches and walk away. Yeah, this this softball team a lot of fun to watch. I highly recommend. They have they have a doubleheader against Iowa, so it's kind of like a rivalry Tuesday. Big games on Tuesday for for both squads. Um, Nebraska softball, I believe, plays at four thirty, and then the, the second one will just start after that one. Same time as um, the baseball. Exactly. Yes. Well, which Nick, you can't be. You cannot See, be the same place at the in two places at the same right. time. So here's what's I, I think I'm going to have happen. I think I think what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to start out softball. I'll get uh, out of here about four fifteen. Head uh, over to softball. Uh-huh. Watch that first the entirety of the first game. Uh-huh. Walk over to baseball. Uh-huh. Watch it. Uh-huh. Um, and depending on how that one is going, uh-huh. make my way back to softball. I, I'm betting that there is some back and forth, even Absolutely. in the games. That the softball will end before baseball. Yep. But I kind of want to watch the beginning of baseball just mm-hmm. to think. I have some idea. And then based on the way it's going, um, you can go get innings four through or yeah. five through seven and then come back to baseball and, and get through like six through nine is probably the pacing. Well, it's it's just awesome because like we, we've we talked to, to Nate Rohr, the, the play-by-play voice for Husker softball and, and kind of asked him about why Ronda Ravel's having so much success with her, with her squad this year. And like Billy Andrews, who at one time was leading the country in home runs, mm-hmm. why deciding to, to – have her bat lead off and Ronda Ravel's kind of thought process behind that whole thing was super interesting. Um, I, I know they've had Ron, head coach Ronda Ravel on, on the afternoon shows mm. and things like that. So that's been super interesting to learn. And like you said, just give access because we saw it like against Rutgers, the uh, Nebraska softball's home series two weekends ago, it would have been now. And, and fans came out on Saturday and Sunday. Friday was a little less, but it was also a 5 PM pitch first pitch um, from the circle and so, like, you had that kind of to mix in with it. But now then Saturday it was that bark at the park, and, and it was full. Like, it was a really good turnout. And so I hope that with a Tuesday night or Tuesday afternoon game um, at 4 p.m., hopefully fans start to trickle in. It's supposed to be super nice. Nicest day of the week. There might be some severe weather later that night. So hopefully that kind of stays degrees. away. Yeah. You're right. 85 degrees. Yeah. There will be shorts. Why not? 
I wore shorts at like a forty-seven degree baseball game a yeah, couple but, weeks ago. But, but the baseball game's late. That 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 cold. <laughs> That's true. That cold. It feels different. Yeah, that cold's a little different. Um, Sun's not out. Yeah, that cold is a little different. I think one. I mean, I like the idea, and and as a coach, I always liked having power at the top of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a bit, if I had a bopper that could run, I'd put him. I put him in the one spot because. Yeah. You have twenty seven outs and I want a I want somebody at the top of this thing that if we get through again, I don't want to have to wait until my third hitter mm-hmm. to have the best opportunity to score runs. Exactly. Right? It goes against it. It goes again it goes against the nature of the sport. And I never understood it that if a pitcher who has to get loose and get warmed up mm-hmm. Well, lays a fastball and I got somebody that can punish them for it and get on the board and get ahead. Mm-hmm. It makes everything else easier. Exactly. Like, why would I? Why would I burn twenty, you know, two at bats, and then get to a third one just to hope, and then hope that the first two got on? Yeah. Like you got. So yeah, I I like the idea of having having a a leadoff hitter. I mean, Brady Anderson, Ricky Henderson, those guys in Mm -hmm. in baseball. Those those things matter, Uh, and in softball. they're starting to move those those power hitters around up and down the lineup. So one to get them on base because if you're going to pitch around them, mm-hmm. you're going to put people under. Well, that that was exactly right? the thing. That was the, exactly the thought in under Ravel's mind was you have to make a decision on the first batter of the game that all right, do you want to start the game with a runner on base if you intentionally walk or pitch around her, or you're going to face our best hitter. But I also want them to bur- see people miss that you, pitchers have X number of quality pitches mm-hmm. in their arsenal each game. Right. Yeah. And when you use them is important. And if you have to burn seven pitches around the first hitter, that makes the second hitter better. It makes the third hitter better. Yeah. And so on. By the time we get the fourth, 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 fourth batter, you're in the 20 pitch range. Mm-hmm. And those quality of pitches will now show up. And if they miss, boom, you, 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 you get to work. I don't want them to be con- to, to to be casual about how they pitch my lineup. Yeah, I want them to, as they're warming up, I want them worried about if I make a mistake, it's going to be one nothing. Well, I was just saying that last hour about Husker baseball. Um, if you're able to put in a, a productive at bat, a productive at bat doesn't always end in a single or a base hit. A productive at bat, seeing pitchers, seeing pitchers, and, and allowing the guys in the dugout to see pitches, allowing more information to be put down on charts on what a pitcher likes to do in certain situations, um, what are his tendencies, what are his his routines, what does he like to throw in certain. There's counts. only two innings, and in, 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 as a pitcher is concerned, mm-hmm. there's only two innings in, that matter, <laughs> right? Because you've got that whole bullpen session, you've yeah. got the walk out, you've got. Uh, 24, 48 hours of mental stress, emotional stress over carrying what I'm going to do. What's my plan of attack? What? How am I going to approach this thing? Who am I throwing to? And then you've got to go through after that walk and the warm-up. It's warm-up again on a different mound, mm-hmm. different crowd. Right now you've got people behind you. Uh, you've got fans behind home plate. You've exactly. got a distraction. You've got the, on-deck, the hitter and the on-deck hitter are staring at you, and you know you're aware, so you're trying not to tip anything or give any hints. And then that first inning of just the heart racing, the heart pumping, and you go through. And if you can get – I always said that if I got 18 pitches against a pitcher in the first inning, I was going to get their bullpen and I was good. Exactly. Right? So if I can manipulate that and do that. And then the final inning, which is that quality of pitches b- bucket is empty. Mm-hmm. Right? 
and you're trying to find one more quality pitch to get you out of an inning or out of a game. And if you fail, you're under duress, and it's problematic. Run score in the final eight pitches of a pitcher's out. Mm-hmm. That's that's, that's a really good – that's a really, right? really interesting way to look at <laughs> right? it. Right? Like to go through and say, listen, I need to get you either in the first one yeah. or I need to get you in the last one. I need to get you. Because in the first one, you don't know what your quality pitches are. Right? Yeah, you don't know what you're going to have that day. You don't know. What you throw in the bullpen is not what shows <laughs> it, up it in does, the mouth. It doesn't always transfer like Nebraska, over. <laughs> Nebraska pitch, the Nebraska rotation is showing us this in great detail. Yeah. That what you throw down down the the the, the left field corner mm-hmm. doesn't always come with you to the mound, and that's a problem. That especially when you're talking about pitchers four, five, six, seven, eight. That's a good. Right, point. your one probably has been through and has figured out. Okay, if I throw ninety two, if I come out of the bullpen at ninety, I'll be able to throw them for strikes because I I've worked on that. Yeah. But the young guys don't know that yet. They're so busy trying to throw. Look, I need to throw 95 so that it shows up. on. No, I need you to come out and throw 90 to throw strikes. Is that why? Is that why midweek games are so important? Yeah, because it's, it's because it, it gives the younger guys an opportunity to see how things transfer over and how how to handle yourself. You've got to learn how to to go from the difference of throwing in the bullpen down the left field line, which mm-hmm. just you, a coach and a catcher. There's no usually there's no batter sitting. I don't know why no. more coaches don't put batters in the box in the bullpen to make yeah. coaches make pitchers get used to doing that. But I always did that. My thing was, as a matter of fact, a lot of times it was me. Yeah, we did like, that in high school too. Like I would stand in just to give him some perspective and tell him, "Hey, late movement here. Yeah. Uh, move your target two inches on the outside because that thing's going to fade away." Here's what I see because if I don't have eyes on, and usually it's a pitching coach, but the pitching coach wants to see from his arsenal what's working before he takes the field, right? Because you can't just yeah. start calling pitches from the bullpen not knowing what his bullpen session was like. Well, that's the thing. Communication between the bullpen catcher and the starting catcher. What, what's he got today? Yep. What, what's he comfortable with today? Well, and that's a lot of why starting catchers are always in the bullpen, mm-hmm. right? You have your your bullpen catcher take infield. Yeah, the in <laughs> and, and out. And, that's and, right. And, right, like and, and to have your 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 starting catcher in the bullpen, so he knows. Look, yeah. this is working. I can trust this. And then he has to see in the in the pitches in his warm up whether those things carry. Yeah. That's what the, that's what those those eight pitchers are for. I yeah. need to see, the catcher needs to see whether it moved. It also in between innings, and I think this is a thing that has to happen with young pitchers. These catchers think veteran pitchers because that's what they worked with a year ago. But these new pitchers, you don't know what they're going to have from inning to inning. As a matter of fact, you don't know what they're going to have from batter to batter. Like that's been the thing. And then knowing what number you can throw at. That is still difficult to hit because you have a guy who throws as in 90. pitch count, right? Or, well, well, well or, pitch or speed, velocity. velocity. Okay. That you come out if you throw ninety four normally, you're not going to come out of the bullpen throwing ninety four unless you're Justin Verlander, yeah. like those guys. Middle of the of the roster guys in Division One baseball are probably around ninety when they're loaded. So what number? What at what speed can you locate the ball where you need to when you need to? I think that's such a that's such a big part with just, <laughs> with young players nowadays is because I mean I've seen it like 
guys try to just throw their hardest, throw their hardest, pump it by people. At the end of the day, like guys like Greg, I, I know Greg Maddox is on one end of the spectrum, but he made his career by throwing, just throwing strikes, pitching or, or locating the, the pitch, like pitching to contact, his allowing your defense to work. His, his bullpen sessions were the same as his mound sessions. Yeah. Like, just, just, I mean, wrap your brain around that. Folks wouldn't have recruited Greg Maddox yeah. if he was in today's game because he doesn't spark the radar. He doesn't do anything. Like, it's not brilliant until he got in a ball game in the middle of a week and just threw the ball around bats for, for, for inning after inning after yeah. inning, right? Today's game is built on pitching academies where velocity is king. And they're not teaching location. They're not thinking about the mentality of, okay, what's the location? First pitch, I had a rule. Down and away, outside corner. Yep. You could not get out of your bullpen session until you could hit the, the lower corner, outside box, five times in a row at whatever speed. And whatever that speed is, is the speed that you entered the game with. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to tell you. Now, once you get on the mound and you can pop that 87 five times for a strike on the outside corner, I need you to hit the inside corner at the same speed and velocity. Up up and away. I need that same velocity. Mm-hmm. And then late movement. I need to exactly. understand right it, it's that thing and young pitchers young pitchers now don't always have that awareness. They don't have okay, what down the middle? Are we going down the middle? Can you do that in the, in, in the Big 10 first pitch? No, you can't. It's got to be at a corner. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, what I would tell folks is, you know what? I don't even need you on the corner. I need you just off the corner. Mm-hmm. First pitch strike. Let's see if we can get him to do something stupid. Well, that's that's like the whole thing is put the batter, make the batter make a decision. Put make the batter duress, make the batter mess up. Under and and with that, like that's why it's so also so important to start on top. Because if you get down 1-0, 2-0, well, crap. You can't throw your fastball for a strike on the corner. So why are we – I mean, you're going to throw a fastball right down the middle because you just are begging for a strike. You have to get a strike. And that's why hitters are always told, look fastball 3-1, look fastball 1-0. Like, always hit the 1-0 fastball. Like, if you if you watch high-level baseball, and by that, like, SEC baseball, I suppose, mm-hmm. would be at the college game, the highest level. Um, if you watch, like, College World Series or anything like that – if if they get to a one zero count or a two zero count, they they are winding up for that fastball down the middle, and a lot of times they they'll let the off speed go by, because they're gearing up for that fastball. Because that's I mean when pitchers are are under duress and in uncomfortable situations, they go to what they think would work. Yeah, it depends on the on the on the player that we're talking about, and the pitcher that we're talking about. Obviously, they're special talents. Right. Yes. Right. Well, well, what I would like leadoff hitters tend to to, to work from a certain space. Mm-hmm. Their job is to, in fact, engage pitches, pitch count. So you know what? I'm going to go on the in the strike zone on the corner first pitch, one down the yep. way. Like, and that's every that's literally every at bat for the entire game until you beat me down and away on the corner. Yeah, I'm going to stay there. Then. Then, for the sake of this thing, you know what? You didn't, you didn't offer that one. I'm going to go back there. I'm going to go back there because there was some discomfort that you had with it. Right? Yeah. I'm going to go back there. If you try to pull it, you're going to just roll into a ground ball. If you, if you do something dangerous, you're going to go opposite field. How many leadoff hitters in America are going to go opposite with power and hurt yeah. you? Right? Then, Well, because everybody – like today's game is all about pull, 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 pull. Yeah. Then, then I've got you two strikes – on fastballs down and away, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go off the zone a little bit with a yeah. breaking ball. 
little breaking ball. Off the zone a little mm-hmm. bit, make you chase. If you roll it over, you're going to hit a slow, softer. Exactly. To, and we've seen Nebraska do it offensively yeah. all season long. Now, two hitters slapping. This is Punch and Judy. So we understand that literally. Now, if he's a left-hander, you know what I want him to do? I want him down in the, on, the, on the same spot in the mm-hmm. corner because he's going to have to pull to my defense. Exactly. That's what we're going to do. Second pitch. If he takes it, okay, we're up 1-0, uh, 0-1, we're good. Yeah. If he takes it, guess what? I'm going back to the same space, get a strike. Right? Because he just told you, I'm okay there. I'm okay there. Once I get a strike on you, if I really feel comfortable in a pitcher and what he's doing, I'm going to go up and away. Because if he's punching Judy opposite way, he's going to hit a fly ball to right field or he's going to knock it foul. If I get that second strike on him, then guess what? He hasn't seen the breaking ball, any of the breaking ball. Yeah. He hasn't seen any of the off-speed pitches. So he's got to do something different. Now, if he's a good two-hitter, I'm going to show him something different. If he's a basic two-hitter, I'm going to go right back to that inside corner and punch and, it. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – there's work to be done. And you find out that there are a lot of basic two-hitters out there. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. And so, like, we're talking, like, pitcher versus batter, and we'll get to break here in a moment. But, like, we haven't even started discussing pitcher versus umpire. Oh, got to know. Like, at the, at the end of the day – if, if you can go out there in the first inning and once again, starting on top throughout the entire inning where it's, it's punching or, or pinpointing that outside corner, mm-hmm. then you're talking second inning as a catcher slash pitcher, work a little more out Expand. and then bam, by the sixth inning, you're getting a, You're getting a strike called two baseballs, almost two baseballs worth outside of the actual strike zone. Mm-hmm. And that batter standing up there like, what am I supposed to do? The strike zone's enormous. But it all starts in that first inning, starting on top, locating pitches. Like that, that's a really good point. Like Greg Maddox wouldn't have been recruited today, but we're always talking about Kumar Rocker because he elevates a fastball so high out, outside of the zone, but he he pumps ninety eight, and that's why everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a really good point. All right, let's go ahead and uh, get to break here on the Captain DP. Appreciate you um, for for hanging out with me. We'll be right back. We'll uh, talk Husker football or, or whatever comes up. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. We'll be right back on the ticket. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.